Welcome to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with David Costa. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with me, David Costa. Stay tuned right where you are because I have another champion, another person of excellence, someone who you won't hear make excuses or cry the blues on how hard it was, but someone who embraces challenge and has been a role model to people at air shows and in aviation for decades. As air show performers, we belong to ICAST, the International Council of Air Shows. ICAST has a national event every December in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is where the air show industry gets together to debrief the good, the bad, and the ugly of the previous air show season and where we get together to plan for making the next air show season even better. And it's also a time to recognize the best of the best. One of these awards is the Sword of Excellence. The ICAST Sword of Excellence Award is given in honor of outstanding overall service or personal contributions to the air show industry. And consideration is given to people who have made exceptional, consistent, and personal efforts that have had substantial impact on the industry. This award is reflective of selfless contribution to the air show industry as a whole. This year, Julie Clark was the winner of the Sword of Excellence. And wait until you hear what Julie has to say. Good stuff, ladies and gentlemen. But first, listen to this. David Costa, Renegade Aviator, 888-366-5256. Leave me a message. Here we go. Just came back. I was I was flew in the other day. Who are the people you fly a lot? Who are the people that clap when you land? Have you experienced this phenomenon? They clap like what happened the last time they flew? You know? Oh, thank God we landed. Last time I hit a mountain, this is a bonus. I don't know we're gonna land it. 
They're clap. What's the alternative to clapping when you? I'm strapped to my seat and I'm on fire. Boo! Bad pilot. I'm not gonna clap this time, you sons of. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, the renegade aviator, and as I mentioned, as the show started today, I've got a very special guest with me, and her name is Julie Clark, and Julie has been a staple in the air show industry, and you know, aviation itself demonstrates excellence, and the air show performers showcase this excellent for millions of people. And as I explained when I started the show, this year's ICAST Sword of Excellence, which is a very prestigious award, was given to Julie Clark and well-deserved. 41 years of performing at air shows, Julie. I'm sure you know a thing or two about big goals and the steps to success. So congratulations, first and foremost. Thank you, David. I appreciate that. I have to say I was surprised. You know, sometimes they say, are you sure you didn't know before? I said, no, I really did not. My office kept it real quiet. And being that it was going to be my last ICAS conference, I kind of didn't even want to go to the banquet because you got to get all dressed up. You know, it's a black tie deal. I said, you know, I've been to how many of these, uh, 36 of them in a row. And so I told my office manager and other people, you know, I think I'm going to skip the banquet. Oh, no, no, Jules, <laughs> you can't. I said, well, actually, I can, and I'm not a gambler. I thought, well, maybe I'll go play some blackjack or do something. But they said, no, you got to come. And I still didn't take that as a hint. I just thought, well, it's my last conference. I may as well go. And, and the truth is, David, I had my heels kicked off under the table. And I kept thinking, oh, when is this thing going to end? Because the sort of excellence <laughs> is the very last thing they do that night. And then all of a sudden, they start this video. And I'm thinking, I wonder who's going to win this year. And then all of a sudden, I see my airplane diving down the video. And I'm going, oh. Oh my God. And all I kept thinking was, I got to get my shoes on. I got to get up there. I got to go say something. <laughs> so it was a surprise. And I was very honored, very humbled, in fact, as well. Well, you know what? And that's what it struck me. Uh, my wife and I were sitting in the audience watching that, and it really hit me. Uh, you could tell that you were surprised, but there was not a person in the room that didn't think it was so well-deserved because, you know, you're one of the staples in the air show industry. And when people look back, you know, you and I talk to pilots all the time and people that want to do things, they think success should happen immediately. And decades in the air show industry, decades standing on that stage, what kind of guidance can you give to people in all facets of life about achieving these as I joke, right? I joke, stupid, gnarly goals of joining the circus and flying airplanes. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you're really right, David. You just hit the nail right square on the head. This thing does not happen overnight. And in my case, all I ever wanted to do is not just be a pilot. I wanted to be an airline pilot. And I just, that's all I ever wanted to do from the time I was eight years old. And I hate to say how old I am, but back in the fifties, women were not in the flight decks of airliners, not even in the 60s and barely in the 70s. But that's all I ever wanted to do was be an airline pilot. And this air show business was just nothing that was in my vision and nothing on the horizon in my plans. But after I ended up buying this airplane on a government surplus silent auction nationwide bid, and then I, I won the bid and hadn't even told my husband, I thought, oh my gosh, and it's up in Alaska. And you know, what's it look like? Oh, I don't know. I've never seen it, you know, because we didn't have computers back in the, I bought the airplane in 76, but I never dreamed that I'd be uh, flying it in air shows. And I started off on as a team for three years and then went solo after that. But it was just never in my vision to be 
an air show pilot, let alone somebody who became a name in the business. And it doesn't happen overnight. I really don't know how mine evolved, but you kind of have to come up with a theme. I've taken a lot of young pilots under my wing and have said, now, you don't just go out and buy an extra and think you're going to make it in the business because that's just another high-energy airplane that's up in the air. But people really can't even tell who you are unless they tell by the paint job or because they're just doing a lot of the same things. And so you need to find a niche. You need to find, like nowadays, as I was saying, if you were in the audience that night, ICAS, these young people coming up in the business, they're coming up with their little niches of, you know, putting these crazy LED lights on their airplanes, like all over it. I mean, that's such a unique thing. And so you need to have something that's different, unique, and kind of go it alone, and then you'll finally make it, you know, a name for yourself. But if you just think, like Wayne Hanley, who's still a very good friend of mine, and we're both in our 70s now, but he used to say, you know, I want to be an air show pilot. I want to spend a million dollars so I can go out and lose $2 million. Exactly. (laughs) So it takes a while to make a name and to get known out there, but just hang in there and try to find yourself a niche, you know, of something that's of difference than the vanilla ice cream airplane that could be any Joe Blow out there flying a high-energy act. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of skill involved, but then you just become one of many, and then you don't stand out as a standalone person or act. It's really about life as well, right? You need to be unique. You need to be yourself. And as a performer, there is a great service that's happening. The people that come out to these air shows are looking for something. And I think everybody loves to see execution and excellence in person. And I don't care what YouTube generation there is, but there, there's something, I think, magical about people that come out to air shows. You said it. I say it. Everybody I interview says the same thing. We were kids and we went out to these air shows and saw somebody doing something great. When we come back after this next break, Julie, I really want to talk to you about the uh, overcoming the obstacles because each and every one of us has have our own sets of obstacles and excuses. But you mentioned some of them in the first segment. I'd like you to alliterate on those because I think it's key to the young guys and girls today that have these really big dreams. I will be right back. This is Dave Costa, Renegade Aviator. Clapping, I had a fly in the emergency exit. They make the announcement, those people seated in the emergency exit, if not able or willing to open up the emergency door, can start a flight attendant. Now I can understand the unable, but who the hell are the unwilling? Uh, Sir, could you open the door? The plane's on fire. No, I don't think so. Please, we're all gonna die. Look, I'm nobody's errand boy. I don't feel like it. I'm cranky. This is David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. Listen up. If you're a company that wants to get your product, your brand noticed, then you need to be at air shows. Quite frankly, that's where you need to be. You can get such unique opportunities by sponsoring the Renegade Aviator, our radio show, and our air show team, our jet air show team, 
by being a sponsor of the Renegade Aviator, you're going to reach people more efficiently, more effectively. You're going to drive new business. You're going to cultivate new relationships, and you're going to create alliances and build your brand. Air shows attract large crowds. The radio radio show that I'm doing now goes hand-in-hand with our air show effort to give you and your company unmatched visibility, unmatched and unrivaled brand recognition. We want to help you grow your business. We put together not just an air show team, not just a radio show, but an entire sales and marketing operation to help you promote and grow your business. You need to get some information from me. Give me a call, 888-366-5256. Air shows attract the high-quality, high-caliber demographic that you want to reach. Trust me on this one. Hundreds of thousands of people show up at large air shows. We will be in front of millions of people. If you want millions of contacts, millions of touch points, you found the right place. Call me, Dave Costa, the Renegade Aviator, at 888-366-5256. Let's talk about... Hit in the afterburner with your business. Give me a call. 888-366-5256. This is Dan Perkins with your songs and stories for soldiers. Veterans tip of the day. If you're a veteran with a disability, are you interested in a program that could give you a free home? Homes for Our Troops is a privately funded 501c3 nonprofit organization that builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans to enable them to rebuild their lives. These homes restore some of the freedom and independence our veterans sacrificed while defending our country and enable them to focus on their family and recovery. Since its inception in 2004, nearly 90 cents of every dollar has gone directly to the program to serve veterans. HFOT builds these homes where the veterans choose to live and continues its relationship with the veterans after the home delivery to assist them in rebuilding their lives. For more information, go to their website, www.hfotusa.org and see if you can qualify for the home of your dreams. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. Social Security provides important financial assistance to women in times of need, including a sudden illness or an injury leading to disability. While many illnesses and injuries are difficult or impossible to prevent, there are steps that women can take to help prevent some health issues so that they can live longer and healthier lives. In order to address these concerns in one place, we have a website designed for women that provides pertinent information to women regarding Social Security services. This website includes information that may be particularly useful to working women, women who receive Social Security benefits, brides, new mothers, wives, divorced women, caregivers, and widows. Our website for women provides information on retirement, survivors, disability, and supplemental security income benefits. Our website also contains links to Social Security publications relevant to women's issues. You can visit our website for women at www.socialsecurity.gov people women.
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, Renegade Aviator. I am just blessed and pleased to have Julie Clark of Julie Clark Air Shows back on with me this week. And uh, Julie is the pinnacle. There are very, very few people that can stand on the stage at ICAST and be uh, part of those people that have won that ICAST sort of excellence. So Julie, in the last segment, we started to talk about how you got started, but I'm sure you met with challenges and I'm sure that the challenges you met were difficult, but the reality is decades later, you've overcome many of those. What words of wisdom can you give the average listener driving their car right now going, oh, geez, I wish I could do X, Y, or Z, but. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I will say just plow on. Just do not let people get in your way. Just like I wrote a book back when I retired from the airlines called Nothing Stood in Her Way, Captain Julie Clark. And I think in my case, I'm not a big person. I weigh about 115 pounds. I'm five foot, barely five foot three. And uh, with the airlines, you had to be five four. And I remember one guy said, the more you're trying to stretch yourself, the more you compress. I just relax. And if you want, I can add a few. And I said, oh boy, if you would just do that. And this is a guy that was, you know, doing a physical for the airlines and I was trying to get hired. So I think, first of all, my gender did not help in the mid-70s. There just were not women out there, let alone flying air shows or trying to become airline pilots. I mean, there was a few of us, but we all had this resistance of just the normal airline pilot with, with some tall, handsome guy with graying temples, you know, the John Wayne type image that I certainly didn't have. <laughs> so my biggest obstacle is I'm not a big person. And I wasn't trying to prove anything. I just was following my heart. And I tell people, well, first of all, I was on the Joan Rivers show years ago, back when there were so few women airline pilots. And I remember I walked out on the stage and she said, you're so little. How do you fly those big jets? And I just said back to Joan Rivers, I said, well, actually, Joan, I don't pick them up. I just fly them. And that kind of started a volley between the two of us. It just ended up, she became my friend. We share our books. We shared Christmas cards right up until her demise back in about 10 years ago now. But anyway, just follow your dream. It doesn't matter what your stature is or what your gender is. And especially nowadays, the doors are so wide open, you know, to be a white male is almost to your disadvantage. And I'm not going to start there because because, boy, the next thing you know, people start saying racism, which is just, <laughs> you know, gone so much the other direction. The pendulum has gone, you know, clear out the other side. But anyway, the doors are open for so many people, and especially young women of today and minorities or what have you. The opportunities are there. The doors are wide open. There's so many scholarships and opportunities. And as far as the air show business, that's the same thing. Just go out there and just kick butt and say, this is what I'm going to do. Find yourself a niche of some sort, something that's just a little bit different. I don't say you have to be off, but just something different and just persist. The bottom line is just hang in there and persist. When I started flying air shows in 1978, I never dreamed I'd become a name. Or I never even dreamed I'd be doing it. 41 years later, that's the scary part. Like I told people at my acceptance speech, I'm only 40, right? But anyway, exactly. just go out there and live your dream and dream your dream and just go for it because the doors are wide open and well, the opportunities are so vast. They are. And what struck me, and I don't know if it's the times we live in or just how things are around people of excellence, we tend to make distinctions of the first woman, the first guy, the first ex, you know, insert something here. But true excellence, which you personify, it doesn't matter, race, color, creed, 
excellence is recognized. And then when somebody says, you know, I'm an excellent air show pilot, I'm an excellent parent, I'm an excellent insert whatever you want to do. I think that's key for kids to hear today. And even for older people like me is that you need to go out there and just work on being the best you can be, because I think we all have our struggles and that's great. But in the end, results matter. I mean, is that off what I'm saying? Oh, no, not at all. I'm right with you. And I think excellence goes right in line with the word persistence. You just got to be persistent. It will happen. I'm a Christian, so I'm, I'm a believer in God above. And if it's in his plan, it will happen. And if that's what you want, and you just can make it happen. But you can't just let expect it's going to fall in your lap. It just does not. I mean, even um, I've had so many people ask me about sponsorships. And, you know, I was so blessed to have 20 years with Mopar, five years with Chevron, two years with Juice Plus, and now five years with Tempest. But it's a lot of work. Like Sean Tucker, who's a good buddy of mine, used to say, it's the hardest job you'll ever have because every time that phone rings, they're asking you to do something, and the word no is not in your vocabulary. You just got to be available, and you got to make it happen. And, um, Thank you is just write the word in there, right in there, as far as I'm concerned. That, that is right on track. And you know what? The gratitude and the thankfulness to God that I'm with you there. So, Julie, we're coming up to the next break. We're going to come back. I've got two more segments with you. This is Dave Costa, Renegade Aviator. Stay tuned. We're here with Julie Clark of Julie Clark Air Shows. You know, I flew here. How come the first class people just, they can just get on whenever they want? I've always hated that. First class people board at your leisure. Take your time, first-class people. Mm. <laughs> Coach people, no, wait, sit, sit, scuzz. Wait, little piggies. <laughs> so when you do get on, the first-class people, they're already sitting there. They're all sprawled out in their big thrones. Bring me the head of a pig. And a goblet of something, cool and refreshing. Anyone have a fiddle? Make someone from Coach Fiddle for me. Amuse me. The fiddles in the overhead racks up there. You're not allowed to even use their bathrooms. The bathroom's up for our first class passengers. The coach bathrooms are located at Newark Airport. Concourse C. Concourse C, ladies and gentlemen. So when you do board, the first class people, they're sitting there. A lot of them are working as you're boarding. They have computers out and calculators. They're looking up at you like, hey, we're making money right now. Right now we're making money. Go, get in the back. Close that curtain. I don't want to see it. Even in my peripheral. Huh? Snap it! Snap it! Shut! What's the matter with us? They gotta cover us up with a tarp. When you go in the back, everybody has coloring books on. <laughs> hey, come here! Where was you? Where was you at? You're in the middle, and there's nine of us, and you're in the middle, and we have all the armrests, so you gotta sit like this. You gotta figure out a way to eat your snack while your elbows are touching. You gotta learn how to twist your little plastic utensil.
Hey, this is David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. Listen up. If you're a company that wants to get your product, your brand noticed, then you need to be at air shows. Quite frankly, that's where you need to be. You can get such unique opportunities by sponsoring the Renegade Aviator, our radio show, and our air show team, our jet air show team, by being a sponsor of the Renegade Aviator. You're going to reach people more efficiently, more effectively. You're going to drive new business. You're going to cultivate new relationships, and you're going to create alliances and build your brand. Air shows attract large crowds. The radio radio show that I'm doing now goes hand-in-hand with our air show effort to give you and your company unmatched visibility, unmatched and unrivaled brand recognition. We want to help you grow your business. We put together not just an air show team, not just a radio show, but an entire sales and marketing operation to help you promote and grow your business. You need to get some information from me. Give me a call, 888-366-5256. Air shows attract the high-quality, high-caliber demographic that you want to reach. Trust me on this one. Hundreds of thousands of people show up at large air shows. We will be in front of millions of people. If you want millions of contacts, millions of touch points, you found the right place. Call me, Dave Costa, the Renegade Aviator, at 888-366-5256. Let's talk about... Hitting the afterburner with your business. Give me a call. 888-366-5256. This is Dan Perkins with your songs and stories for soldiers. Veterans tip of the day. If you're a veteran with a disability, are you interested in a program that could give you a free home? Homes for Our Troops is a privately funded 501c3 nonprofit organization that builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans to enable them to rebuild their lives. These homes restore some of the freedom and independence our veterans sacrificed while defending our country and enable them to focus on their family and recovery. Since its inception in 2004, nearly 90 cents of every dollar has gone directly to the program to serve veterans. HFOT builds these homes where the veterans choose to live and continues its relationship with the veterans after the home delivery to assist them in rebuilding their lives. For more information, go to their website, www.hfotusa.org and see if you can qualify for the home of your dreams. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. Social Security provides important financial assistance to women in times of need, including a sudden illness or an injury leading to disability. While many illnesses and injuries are difficult or impossible to prevent, there are steps that women can take to help prevent some health issues so that they can live longer and healthier lives. In order to address these concerns in one place, we have a website designed for women that provides pertinent information to women regarding Social Security services. This website includes information that may be particularly useful to working women, women who receive Social Security benefits, brides, new mothers, wives, divorced women, caregivers, and widows. Our website for women provides information on retirement, survivors, disability, and supplemental security income benefits. Our website also contains links to Social Security publications relevant to women's issues. You can visit our website for women at www.socialsecurity.gov people women.
If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life, and I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I'd thank my lucky stars to be living here today, 'cause the flag still stands for freedom, and they can't take that away. Questions, comments. Suggestions or recommendations? Call the Renegade Aviator at 888-366-5256 anytime and leave us a message. Here he is, the host of the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, David, David Costa. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Dave Costa, Renegade Aviator, with Julie Clark of Julie Clark Air Shows. And Julie, you fly. You mentioned it earlier, so we are the Renegade Aviator Show. We need to talk a little bit about the airplane. And I like what you said. You know, you bought an airplane. You didn't know how it would fit into the air show circuit, but. Tell us a little bit about what a T thirty four is, because to people listening, you know, it's just、uh, something that has wings and a tail. So, how is your airplane maybe unique on the air show, and how would they recognize it? Well, they'll recognize it in that it's I'm the only solo aerobatic air show pilot out there flying a T thirty four, and I have to say it's an underpowered and not really a desirable airplane for air shows. And like I said in an earlier segment. I never bought this airplane ever to be an airshow pilot. That was the last thing on my book of visions. I just bought it on a whim. It was a government surplus bid auction nationwide. I was literally had just finished teaching school, was taking flying lessons, had gotten my ratings, and was now flying it for the Navy in T-34s as a civilian flight instructor. That my husband, who was a Navy pilot flying A-7s out of Lemoore, he helped me get that job. And so when I saw that there were these two airplanes for sale that were T-34s up in Alaska, they were A models. I was flying the B model, which was the Navy version. But I ended up bidding on it, and I had to actually borrow a thousand dollars from my girlfriend, who was a school teacher that I'd known when I taught school. It was a minimum bid of seventeen thousand dollars, so I bid eighteen thousand. And then I forgot about it. I finally got hired with the airlines. Had moved to LA. Was flying for Golden West Airlines, flying Twin Otters. Six months later, I get a phone call that I had won this bid, and you better get up here and pick up this airplane. Plane, and I hadn't told my husband. I don't. Oh, oh my gosh! And so that, that's a whole chapter in my book that I wrote. But anyway, I brought the airplane home, and then I ended up getting into a restoration project that cost me four years, and it also cost a divorce from my Navy pilot husband. But anyway, it's not a desirable airplane to fly on air shows.、Uh, there are teams like Lima Lima, and we were known as the Falcons when I started in 1978. But it's a tandem. Canopied, low-wing monoplane, and born with 225 horsepower, and it weighs 3,000 pounds, so it was very underpowered. So through the years, we've all upgraded our engines. Almost every T34 owner out there that I know has now upgraded to the 520 or the 550. Mine's rated now for about 310 horsepower. But I think what helped me really make it in the business was I came up with a patriotic theme. Back in the early '80s, to lead Greenwoods, God bless the USA. And I actually, when I fly the show, David, flown to music. It's choreographed to music. So if you watch and how the airplane flies, you can tell I'm listening to it on my Bluetooth, and it's literally flown to the music. 
And Lee Greenwood became a friend of mine. He gave me the rights to fly to his music back before he sold it to MCA Records, and that was used to be a big deal. Now this ASCAP thing is not as big a deal now. But anyway, I, then I put on Red, White, and Blue Smoke, and I think it just became, you know, I have to say in the 80s we seemed to be more of a patriotic nation than we are today, and hopefully that will come back. But that became my niche, and so you kind of have to find a niche, and it's slow motion. I tell the announcer, this is Julie's patriotic, you know, this is her tribute to our United States of America, let's just watch. And then they play the song, there's no more talking, and they just watch. And I think that's what became the popularity of my show that made it a success. Excellent. Yeah, it, because it is. You you are performing. It is a performance, and this is not where people just come out and just look at an airplane, but it's the whole orchestra, the whole combining of the skill of the pilot. And you can probably attest to this. You need a lot of skill to fly an airplane that may not be designed specifically to fly air shows. Not what the people that fly the extras are doing is easy, but it's a whole lot harder in a plane like that T-34. Julie, we're going to come right back after this break. And I'd like you to sum up a little bit about your career. Am I correct? This is your final year? Did I read that correctly? It's my final season. Yeah. All right, then, ladies and gentlemen, you got to stay tuned. We're going to be right back with Julie Clark after these messages. Next to you, and defend her still today. Because there ain't no doubt I love you, Hey, this is David Costa, the Renegade Aviator. Listen up. If you're a company that wants to get your product, your brand noticed, then you need to be at air shows. Quite frankly, that's where you need to be. You can get such unique opportunities by sponsoring the Renegade Aviator, our radio show, and our air show team, our jet air show team, by being a sponsor of the Renegade Aviator. You're going to reach people more efficiently, more effectively. You're going to drive new business. You're going to cultivate new relationships, and you're going to create alliances and build your brand. Air shows attract large crowds. The radio, sta- the radio show that I'm doing now goes hand-in-hand hand with our air show effort to give you and your company unmatched visibility, unmatched and unrivaled brand recognition. We want to help you grow your business. We put together not just an air show team, not just a radio show, but an entire sales and marketing operation to help you promote and grow your business. You need to get some information from me. Give me a call. 888-366-5256. Air shows attract the high-quality, high-caliber demographic that you want to reach. Trust me on this one. Hundreds of thousands of people show up at large air shows. We will be in front of millions of people. If you want millions of contacts, millions of touch points, you found the right place. Call me, Dave Costa, the Renegade Aviator, at 888-366-5256. Let's talk about... Hitting the afterburner with your business. Give me a call. 888-366-5256. 
This is Dan Perkins with your songs and stories for soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. If you're a veteran with a disability, are you interested in a program that could give you a free home? Homes for Our Troops is a privately funded 501c3 nonprofit organization that builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans to enable them to rebuild their lives. These homes restore some of the freedom and independence our veterans sacrificed while defending our country and enable them to focus on their family and recovery. Since its inception in 2004, nearly 90 cents of every dollar has gone directly to the program to serve veterans. HFOT builds these homes where the veterans choose to live and continues its relationship with the veterans after the home delivery to assist them in rebuilding their lives. For more information, go to their website, www.hfotusa.org and see if you can qualify for the home of your dreams. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. Social Security provides important financial assistance to women in times of need, including a sudden illness or an injury leading to disability. While many illnesses and injuries are difficult or impossible to prevent, there are steps that women can take to help prevent some health issues so that they can live longer and healthier lives. In order to address these concerns in one place, we have a website designed for women that provides pertinent information to women regarding Social Security services. This website includes information that may be particularly useful to working women, women who receive Social Security benefits, brides, new mothers, wives, divorced women, caregivers, and widows. Our website for women provides information on retirement, survivors, disability, and supplemental security income benefits. Our website also contains links to Social Security publications relevant to women's issues. You can visit our website for women at www.socialsecurity.gov people women. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Come fly with me, let's float down. Here he is, the host of the Renegade Aviator Radio Show, David Costa. Okay. Coming out of the last segment, talking to Julie Clark. Go to julieclarkairshows.com and find out more about Julie, her airplane, and where she'll be performing. And if you have questions about aviation, anything about aviation, call my office, 888-366-5256. Like my show? Great. Ask me for one of our team decals when you call, and I will send you one for free. Can't beat that, huh? Aviation has been good to me and aviation has been my passion. And this show is a small way to give back. 888-366-5256. Julie Clark, 40 years on the air show circuit, a great career as an airline pilot, tons of awards, including the Sword of Excellence given to you this year by the International Council of Air Shows. But this is your final year performing. We're going to miss you, Julie. But this is a great opportunity for you people listening to come out, go to one of Julie's air shows and see her fly. Go to julieclarkairshows.com. I am excited that at Sun and Fun, 
I'm being honored with the Master Pilot Award, which is 50 years of flying with no violations, no accidents, no incidents, nothing. And I'm very proud of that because I have 34,000 plus hours and I've never bent an airplane. And I'm really excited about this award because um, I just found out about it a couple weeks ago. That is amazing. You know, 50 years without anything for those of us to fly, especially now, it's so easy to get violated doing anything wrong. Oh, boy, that's for sure. And I've also found that when I had 1,500 hours, I thought I was the greatest pilot in the world. I'm a low timer compared to you. Now at like 15,000 hours, I realize every flight that I got a lot to learn. <laughs> I, I actually find that as well. And, you know, this ADSB, there's somebody's all, <laughs> big daddy's always watching you. And um, it's just the long trips and the long hauls and flying an airplane that's 70 years old. It's just, I'm proud of my record. And I'm like the guy that's honoring me with the master pilot. He's from the Orlando Fizzo. And they left a message on my answering machine when you and I were at ICAS. It says, yes, this is uh, Inspector Jex looking for Julie Clark. This is the Orlando Fizzle. I'm like, uh-oh. And I thought, uh -oh. okay, I haven't flown. <laughs> what have I done? You know, nobody wants a phone call like that. But um, <laughs> it's like 50 years and 40 of those years with my neck really hanging out there. Not too many airshow pilots can say they haven't wrapped an airplane into a ball somehow. I mean, most pilots have. Yeah, and I'm, no, it's... I'm Happy to say I haven't. And I don't mean to where they, they don't live, but I mean, your neck's hanging out there when you're flying low to the ground and upside down and all the things that you're doing. Well, it is true. You know, I had Gene uh, Susie on an earlier show and I asked him a similar question. I said, what does it take to be successful in the air show industry? And he said, uh, you know, and Gene is known to be man a few words sometimes. He goes, stay alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, don't bend uh, anything if you can help it. Yeah. Exactly. But that's where I want to go with this is because this is a chance for that next generation to come out and see Julie Clark perform at air shows because it's having been going to air shows for 40, 50 years myself. You know, there's something to be said about the cadre of pilots that have been there long term. There's so many pilots that have come and gone. And it's just a testament, and I can't say enough, and I can't be humbled enough, Julie, to have a pilot like you to stand here and come on this show and talk to my listeners. But I think they really benefit from hearing you. And so, I again, these words of wisdom, you've been to these air shows, that local airport, that local community benefits, and your service doesn't go unrecognized, I guess. Well, I sure appreciate your comments a lot. Yeah, so for somebody today, Airlines. Let's switch gears a little bit. Here we got it. We just a couple of minutes. Um, you were an air an airline pilot as well, and mm -hmm. you remember when it was really tough to become an airline pilot. And today we're hurting for new blood. We're hurting for pilots. True they, aviators. They, they don't train you. When I got hired in '76, the Vietnam War had just ended in '75, and there's just a glut of military pilots out there, and nobody wanted to break that mold and hire a woman, you know, or, or a pilot <laughs> with indoor plumbing, as I used to say. But, uh, <laughs> and so it was very difficult, and it was almost how many type ratings you have, and how many thousands of hours. And most of the airlines I flew for wanted you to fly for at least a commuter airline before that. And back when I was hired in the mid-70s, there weren't that many commuter airlines. And I finally got hired at Golden West, and I was their only woman pilot that they ever had. And I flew Twin Otters, and I thought I died and went to heaven. And, you know, less than a year later, I 
was hired with a major airline. And in fact, the same day I got hired with Hughes Air West, which became Republic Northwest Delta, <laughs> I was <laughs> hired and got a, got a telegram from Western Airlines getting hired the exact same day. So I thought I had also died and gone to heaven because I actually got hired for two airlines on the same day. But that was after so much persistence of people hanging up on me, cutting my hair, one job, they didn't want to hire me because there wasn't a door in the men's room. And I stood up and I said, I'll put a door in the men's room. I'll pay for it if you'll just hire me. And I got hired that day. And I never had That's, to put a door on the men's room. <laughs> that is outstanding. <laughs> and fun. Whatever you want to do, just persist. I tell you what, that is so key. It seems so easy, ladies and gentlemen. It seems so simple. I really hope you're listening to what Julie's telling you because Despite the challenges, persist, and the excellence will always come through. I, it doesn't matter. People are going to be racist and sexist, and they're going to not like you because of the color of your hair, how tall or short you are, or how skinny or fat you are. But in the end, excellence always shows through and show up. Julie, you showed up. You showed up over and over and over again, and you've got a just an outstanding career to look back on. I can't thank you enough for coming on to my show today. Well, thank you, Dave. It's been a real pleasure just getting to know you on the radio, and I look forward to meeting you at some of these shows that hopefully if people want to come out this year for my last season, just look up Julie Clark Air Shows, and I'm flying 12 shows, which is my choice. None of this 20 shows a year anymore. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I look forward to meeting anybody who comes up and says they heard about me on the uh, Renegade Aviator. I would love to meet them. Fantastic. Outstanding, Julie. And, yes, go to Julie Clark Air Shows and look her up. Go out and see that beautiful airplane. Julie, thank you so much again. It was my pleasure, David. Just really great talking to you as well. My pleasure. Likewise. Thank you. They say, come fly with me. Let's fly, let's fly. Pack up, let's fly away. Well, congratulations, you found the Renegade Aviator Radio Show with me, David Costa. Call my office anytime with your questions, comments, suggestions, cries for help in aviation. 888-366-5256. Obstacles. They're an important part of life in aviation, as in all things in life. We have to avoid obstacles and create an alternate plan to assume that obstacles might just jump out and grab us. So as pilots, we develop strategies to avoid surprises and prepare for them to pop up. We expect surprises despite our best planning. We look to weather hours, sometimes days in advance. We consider alternate airports in case the weather doesn't cooperate despite our best efforts. We prepare to understand how terrain may affect our flight. We have memory items for key emergencies where immediate measured action is required. We use checklists to make sure we're not relying on our limited, often failable memory to make sure that everything required of us as pilots is complete. Expect obstacles and have a backup plan for every flight. Yes, every phase of flight. Business owners, do you see any value in this? Obstacles are a fact of everyday life for a pilot, as they are in almost everything else we do. 
pilots are 100% responsible for the safe outcome of their flight. 100% responsible, as you are 100% responsible for your own life and your own business. I know this is challenging for some people to grasp in today's society, but as pilots, we accept the responsibility. So how can this carry over to you in your life in whatever it is that you decide to do? Here's a couple hints. Pre-flight planning, know and understand everything about everything. Sound daunting? It can be. A pilot is required to conduct a thorough pre-flight plan to include weather, equipment, terrain, airport, even the physical state of the captain and crew. In short, know everything about everything before strapping on that fancy jet. Make alternate decisions. What happens when this happens? What happens when that happens? What do I need to know? What do I need to do now? And what can wait? What is my plan B, C, and D? Finally, follow a system, checklist, flows, cross-checks, and go-no-go decisions. Anyone can benefit from a little planning, creating a plan B, and using a system to detect and avoid obstacles before they ruin your day. Pilots expect them, but we all, once we step out of the cockpit, tend to forget, myself included, how these skills can help us in every aspect of our lives. You would be amazed at the success we've had with businesses that I've worked with using these renegade aviator ideas to improve and grow businesses of all kinds. Want to learn more about how we can help your business? Call my office 888-366-5256 and leave a message. David Costa, Renegade Aviator. So Questions, comments, suggestions, or recommendations? Call the Renegade Aviator at 888-366-5256 anytime and leave us a message. Ladies and gentlemen, David Costa, the Renegade Aviator Show does go fast, doesn't it? In real life, in real life, participation awards are not given. In real life, we are expected to do our absolute best with or without recognition. But an amazing thing happens to those who understand the true nature of excellence. Excellence is a mindset, not a destination. Excellence is what you do every day. Not just when people are looking. Excellence is no guarantee, but it is a decision. We all appreciate being recognized for our hard work, dedication, and results. It makes us feel good. Hey, I get it. But the award is not your why. I guess it could be. But is that why huge enough for you to devote 40 years to a project with absolutely zero guarantee that anyone is going to pat you on the back? Think about this in your own life. Why do you do what you do and how do you do what you do? The how and the why are simple if you take the time and think about it. I like Julie's comparison of excellence to persistent. To be excellent, you must persist. Did she tell us it was all unicorns and lollipops every day? Did she really even focus on the challenges? 
or when you listened to her, did you hear happiness and gratitude in her voice? I sure did. We each must acknowledge that we all have obstacles to overcome. Don't you dare compare your situation to someone else's, and don't you dare use your obstacles and your challenges as an excuse not to be excellent and not to persist. Before you expect the pat on the back, learn to be the person who is providing the value as your reward. The journey might be daunting, but the journey is where excellence is demonstrated. Dream it, live it, persist, live it again, persist again, dream it again, live it. Dreams are fantasy without consistent action. Make sure you visit us on SoundCloud and our other social media to listen to all of our shows where we promote aviation, excellence, and helping you Go after your unique passion and bring goals in your life, aviation or otherwise. This is David Costa. I am the Renegade Aviator. See ya. I got a mind full of inspiration, and I ain't living in the past no more. So peace This is Dan Perkins with your songs and stories for soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day. If you're a veteran with a disability, are you interested in a program that could give you a free home? Homes for Our Troops is a privately funded 501c3 nonprofit organization that builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans to enable them to rebuild their lives. These homes restore some of the freedom and independence our veterans sacrificed while defending our country and enable them to focus on their family and recovery. Since its inception in 2004, nearly 90 cents of every dollar has gone directly to the program to serve veterans. HFOT builds these homes where the veterans choose to live and continues its relationship with the veterans after the home delivery to assist them in rebuilding their lives. For more information, go to their website www.hfotusa.org and see if you can qualify for the home of your dreams. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day.